Welcome to I Sell the Sign, a podcast about loving all parts of you. The messy, the weird, the stubborn, the airy fairy, and creating a magical, joyful, wonderful, all around full of miracles life here on earth. I'm Abby Hamble. And I'm Fallon Jay. And we're here to help you stop living life the hard way. Because all parts of you are welcome here. And we're leaving none of you behind. We We love love you. you. Let's get started. Let's get started. Hi, Abby. Oh, hi, Fallon. (laughs) So today we're talking all about abundance and... I know that our intention is to talk about this in a way that hasn't been spoken to before, not only from our own experience, but, well, mostly from our own experience. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that abundance feels like it leaves us, Mm -hmm. the things and practices that we do to fall back into the flow of abundance, what it actually is, what it means, all of that. Yeah, and what it really feels like. Because I think there's a big disconnect with how you think it's going to feel and how it actually feels. Yes. And you know what? I just want to put out there that um, this is going to be our second time recording our Abundance podcast because we actually recorded this one, I don't know, six months ago. And that one just magically didn't really save. So here we are. <laughs> that one was like, no, we're, we're going to do this better. again. <laughs> this could be a lot better. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this because I think actually in the last six months, you and I have grown exponentially in the way that we relate to our abundance, the way that we relate to the concept from the old paradigm of just like, you've got to think positive and well, okay. yes, that's a part of this. Okay. Um but dropping into the feelings. And one thing I have learned is your feelings can't mess up you being in the flow of abundance, but you thinking that they're messing it up. It is what shifts that frequency. Yes. Yeah. But if your baseline belief is nothing can fuck this up for me because my baseline is that is I believe that I'm an abundant being and I can receive abundance and give abundance and all of the things, then however you feel about it in any given moment, like you're saying, can't really mess you up because you just are. And I think that is the the most important takeaway lesson for me that I've realized over time is, is always coming back to that decision that I am abundant no matter what. And I am worthy of receiving the things that I desire to receive and and continually going back to that because, I mean, this is where we can get into like the whole conversation about having an abundance mindset versus having a lack mindset and what that really means. And it's really just a decision, but it's hard to come to that decision when you have you know, the life experiences that you have that get you to this point wherever you're finding us, this podcast and the beliefs that you may have right now up until this point and the beliefs that maybe your parents held or your friends hold or, you know, you just see on in the media or just the ones that feel like they're ingrained. 
in your brain. Yeah. And Abby and I grew up pretty differently. I grew up in a single mother household. Um, she worked two jobs, put herself through school. It was very evident the feeling in the house was worry. We didn't, you know, and there was times that growing up, even in my teenage years, that I was like, where are we going to live? Like, what's what's the next step? So for me, the, the deep scarcity and fear of survival was really passed down. And so I want to speak to something that you said about, you know, I'm worthy um, of, of abundance. And so something I've had to do is really retrain my nervous system that we are not in survival anymore. And that's through the inner child work and shadow work and feeling work and letting my emotions and remembering that my emotions aren't facts, but my, my nervous system feels like they are. But coming back to the worthy, one of my mantras is I am safe, worthy, and deserving. And I am safe, worthy, and deserving of feeling safe, worthy, and deserving. Because something I had learned quite a few years ago with a mentor, an intuitive, really, was that I just didn't feel safe to feel safe. There was a belief in my body that I was not even worthy of feeling safe. And so finding kind of where you're at, have somebody help guide you to that and then start to anchor in that you are safe, worthy, and deserving, and you're safe, worthy, and deserving to feel that, to actually feel those feelings. Um, because we're not separate from a- abundance, the flow of abundance, ever. We're never separate from it, but we have these experiences that feel like they pull us out of it, and it is our job to decide to drop back into it. By remembering that we still are in it, we can't fuck it up, but it is okay. our responsibility to do the work around it, the mindset work, the emotional work, the embodiment work. That is what drops us back into the feeling states is really what we want. Because you and I in the last six months have experienced some really interesting ebbs and flows. And what we both come to realize is we still feel like the human being that okay. we always were, but we just feel a little bit different and we react a little bit different. We respond a little bit different. But just because more abundance has come in doesn't mean that we aren't waking up having days that mm-hmm. like we're just like, this is bullshit. Or right. I'm mad or I'm sad or I still feel scarcity, even though I've all, I'm still so taken care of, whatever it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to speak to the going back to the childhood, because like you said, we we did have two different childhoods. And for me, it's interesting because... I was, I grew up in a pretty affluent family, um, which it didn't really feel that way maybe until I was a little bit older because when we were younger, my dad was building his company and then, you know, success starts kind of started hitting a little bit later. But, um, but it's, it's almost like in my teens and in my twenties and, you know, this is something I've had to sort of decondition from is being like, Ooh, am I actually worthy of receiving more abundance or receiving it on my own because I have been so taken care of? Like feeling guilty that, you know, if friends would come over to my house when I was in high school, like being proud of the fact that they didn't know that I was quote unquote rich or, you know, because we had a big house, they were like, oh, wow, you must be rich. And I was like, ooh, don't like, don't. Don't say that. Like, I'm just normal, you know? And it felt like it had this weird shame around not having 
struggled or not having, um, instead of, you know, being like, thank God, like my parents were able to provide that experience for me. And, but I had a shame around like, do I deserve to have more? Do I deserve to be successful in my own right? And like really wanting to prove that, you know, especially in my 20s, like after graduating from college and going into a workforce and like not wanting to have, not wanting to have to rely on anybody else but myself. And, but that, but it's like you can, and feeling like my story, like that story or that belief wasn't really worth telling because I didn't have any horrible parts to it, you know? Yeah. I mean, there are always the the little T traumas that we go through, but it's almost like I, I then created more struggle in my life because I wanted to prove that I was worthy of having success and having abundance. And God, that is such a pervasive belief in our culture that you need to struggle in order for something to be worthwhile or that you well, need, to, yeah, just really, you know, uh, run yourself into the ground in order for yourself to receive it and for yeah. your nervous system to be like, okay, I guess yeah. you can have that now because you've like really, you've worked for it. You finally, it. It. you get to prove your worth. Yeah. It's so interesting to me um, because sometimes those of us that did grow up really poor have these different stories. We can either wear them like a badge of honor, you know, okay. because we do, we hear these rags to riches stories all of the time and we celebrate them as they should be celebrated. But your your childhood of being able to be brought up in a more regulated, really, your nervous system was far more regulated than mine, mm -hmm. is actually a gift to the world as well. And a gift, and like that is how you were meant to be brought up in the environment you were meant to be in is more abundant and affluent. And it's interesting how still both sides of the spectrum feel shame or embarrassment. Mm -hmm. And right. like none of us as human beings no matter where we're at, escape those feelings. Mm -hmm. And those are the feelings that feel like they're knocking us out of that flow of feeling abundant. And abundant for you could be money. It usually is often referred to in the sense of money. But mm -hmm. I know for me, my health is my wealth. Okay. And I, I instantly, if I start to get sick or anything like that, I'm always reminded that my abundance is truly in my health to really enjoy my life. And so though that's the space I come back to first is, am I healthy? Mm -hmm. Then yeah. I'm fucking abundant in this moment right now. You know, and right. my feelings and all of this, you know, we have other podcasts where we give tools on working with the emotional body and, and all of that. But ways that we can come back to the flow of abundance when we're feeling the shame, the guilt, the embarrassment, the survival, the scarcity, the oh fuck. I don't know what to do next. You know, it's like, how do we come back into the reminder of the flow of abundance, which is really the tending to the nervous system and the, but the beliefs as well, right? The, the nervous system is signaling to you, hey, a huge belief, a huge wound is being hit here. Yeah. There's something going on in here that yeah. needs to be looked at and yeah. needs to be maybe, you know, revised a little bit so that we can start to feel better. And one of the things that, is really helpful that you can do at any stage in like your, I don't know, abundance journey is looking at, because one of the things when we were talking about this before we actually started the podcast is there is this 
idea of, you know, dreaming about all of the desires, visualizing it, seeing this like abundant future that you have in mind for yourself. And a lot of people don't realize that when you're thinking about it as this future self that's going to be experiencing all this abundance, going to be feeling all of these waves once they have the thing that makes them feel abundant, blah, 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 whatever. Um, you're, you're subtly keeping that, keeping this wall of separation between who you are now as the abundant being that you are now and who this future you is. And the thing to realize is that you were already that person now. All of those things are available to you now. And so how can you shift your perspective to start noticing all of the things in your life that make you feel super abundant and that you probably overlook on a daily basis because they're just part of your life? And maybe that's being able to make a really delicious coffee in the morning or having, you know, Hulu and you get to watch your favorite shows. Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever makes you feel super abundant and well taken care of, because the more you start, you decide, you know, you make that decision that you are an abundant being now and abundance gets to, to flow to you now. You are worthy of it now then start looking for the evidence. Start looking for the evidence around you that shows you, oh yeah, I am. I am abundant. The more you are acknowledging that, the more it's going to start coming into you and the more opportunities are going to flow your way. I, and a really great practice that I learned from a coach, Julia Wells, is when you see the evidence outside of you, bank it. As if you're putting it in your energetic bank of like, okay, so she's doing this, he's doing that. You know, so like what's interesting with me is right now I'm surrounded by a lot of people that have a lot of money. I bank it as evidence that more is coming. Mm -hmm. I'm putting that in my energetic bank of belief that that must be how close in proximity I am to that kind of overflow. Right. And and making it mean nothing. Well, I do. I have my moments where I go into making it mean, God, it's never going to happen for me. It's never, I'm always going to be the single mom and I'm always going to be like really having to work hard for my daughter and I to make sure that this works. And, you know, the one thing I told you when I became a single mom was like, I'm not going to subscribe to the single mom struggle story. I will not integrate that into my motherfucking system. And I haven't. And I do the work. And this is where we talk about like, sometimes it can sound really fluffy of like, just remember you're back in the flow and do the things that make you feel abundant. But when you are in that victim and scarcity activation and you're in a loop, you're going to cling. You, it is addicting for you to cling to the evidence of what is not working. Mm-hmm. So you've got to just step back, take a breath and realize I am fighting for the story that it's not working because that's all I know. Mm-hmm. This is the job where you've got to step in more and decide differently for yourself. And I can tell you from firsthand, it works. You've mm-hmm. got to keep, keep stepping back, keep stepping back. Like Abby said, what feels abundant now? And you're going to have to rock that little baby in you that says, well, it's not an, like, yeah, I'm so grateful I have, you know, organic apples or, or warm water or AC and heat. I mean, that's great, but everybody has that. You can minimize whatever you want or you can maximize mm-hmm. whatever you want. And so this is where it gets really up to you to get nitty and gritty and either rock that baby. Like, hey, I know we feel this way. I've got I, and I've got you, but you cannot drive the car anymore because that's what's happening is they're driving the car because it's all they know and all they feel safe. And your woman 
your woman has really got to step up and say, or your man, right? But the the version of you that is the more mature, more emotionally intelligent, more regulated has got to step up and say, okay, enough. Either I'm going to baby you and you do the baby, you know, and when I say baby, I mean like really tend to that part of you. But there's right. also going to be a point where you've got to sit them down and say, it's no longer your turn. I've got you. I'm not going to leave you behind. But why don't you sit in the back seat and enjoy the scenery and let me drive? Because that's what's happening here. So there's a point where you've got to get a little tough with yourself or have a mentor that gets tough with you in that way to bring you back to the reality of your situation. And usually that reality is you've got clean water to drink. You've got heat and AC, especially if you're living in the United States. I mean, many of us, not all of us, because we know that there is a certain level of privilege here to be, be able to tap into the feelings of abundance. You've got, I, I swear, when I walk outside in the mornings and I listen to the birds in the mornings with my coffee, I feel like any kind of bank account in my life is full. Mm-hmm. So finding what you're fighting for versus what you're willing to lean into as something new because you are also safe to feel good. And that's essentially the issue is you just don't feel safe to feel good. And it feels good to feel good. It does. And the thing too, when it comes to abundance is everybody's version of it is different. And so asking yourself the questions, what feels really abundant to me? And because for some people, that's just not that, not just, but maybe it's the simple things. It's not having the fancy car. I don't know. I, I think sometimes when you talk about abundance, it's like, ooh, I get a new, I get a new like convertible and I have a, a giant house and I'm traveling all over the world and whatever. And maybe it's you have all of your needs are met. You're able to pay all of your bills. You have money left over so that you can travel anywhere that you want, or you can go see your friends and family across the country and you can take care of your kids, whatever. But deciding for you, what does abundance truly mean? And what does that feel like for you? Yeah, Because it doesn't matter what it looks like to anybody else. And where are you operating from the subtleties of, gosh, I remember years and years and years ago, I recognized sometimes I'm buying clothes because I'm more interested in the reaction they're going to get than I actually feel good in them or like them. We go with these trends, mm-hmm. right? And that's like a really simple way. But when you really deep and into it, that's how you start to get to know the subconscious layers of yourself. Of mm-hmm. like, what is the intention behind this? Because now we're seeing more of like these homestead dreams, right? Of of women really genuinely wanting to be home back in the kitchen and making their sourdough bread. And that is what feels like abundance to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I love this reminder of like, get really clear on what actually feels abundant to you. Cause it might not be what society is shoving down our throats, especially those of us that really grew up with a ton of commercials in our face. And it might not be what your friend has. Yeah. And and it's just a really beautiful way that for me, abundance is also spaciousness and flexibility in my schedule to be there for my daughter. That Uh feels so abundant to be able to, to flex and shift and move if she needs something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and coming back to the the idea of of keeping your your baseline belief 
of I am worthy of abundance front and center because I remember back when I was uh, working in corporate and this is just an example of that because I went through this and also I know I clients have gone through this as well. When you're trying to manifest a new job or manifest a, a raise or a promotion and and just how having like simply shifting your belief about, you know, because if you're like, oh, I'm not working hard enough. I don't deserve that promotion because I haven't worked hard enough or I haven't been this company long enough or haven't contributed enough or whatever it is that the belief is going on in your head and subtly shifting that to I've done enough. I contribute enough or more than enough. I am an asset to this organization. And because when you start shifting those beliefs, you show up in a different energy and people notice that they react to it. So even if you didn't like ask for a race or a promotion, you might find that now just new opportunities are coming to you or people are inviting you onto other or onto more projects because they see your worth because now you see your worth and you're showing up with this confidence and this, this um, new attitude of being. And that's the embodiment that we've been talking about too. Yeah. And so a lot of times it's not even about, it's like just doing the subtle shifting of the perspective. It's like, that's when you see that everything is actually already there in front of you. The things, the doors that you think maybe right now are shut to you open when your perspective shifts and it widens and then you see oh shit there are all of these opportunities now in front of me and now I can take my pick of which one I want because now I know that I'm worthy of it I'm deserving of it and I've decided that I can have whichever one I want yes and and a happy pocket full of money is Uh a book that I love I know you do too you feel the frequency of like, oh my gosh, like excitement and abundance in it. And it really breaks down in a simple way. I think it's quantum physics of of money. And his analogy, Kikandi's analogy is basically like life is the soccer field. The you at 10 years old is on the same soccer field as the you at 50 years old. So what if it's all already here for you? You're just on the journey and the path Right. Of, of stepping into that next version. And something you said earlier about, um, you know, you kind of creating the separation of a future self. It's mm-hmm. also putting this part of our life on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And we often hear, like, take it off the pedestal, like normalize it, whatever it is. How can you actually be like, you know what? Not in a way that belittles it, but in a way that's like, it's like taking somebody else off of a pedestal, like take the thing and just be like, yeah, I also get to be available for that. It doesn't, I don't have to change, do this whole drastic thing to be able to be of, of worthy of that vacation, that man, that woman, that money, that raise, that job, getting into that school, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Bring it down and put and like do a mental picture of putting it in front of you as an equal across the table. Yeah. And just have a conversation with like, hey, it would feel so good to have you in my experience. Should we do yeah. this? Like make it fun and like have fun with it and play with it. And I will say it, 
something I've learned and I, you know, I lean on human design and I lean on the gene keys a lot. But something that I recently learned about myself, um, I've always known that I'm a little bit stingy. Like because I, the way I grew up, right, we didn't know if there was going to be more. So I often kind of I have a hard time sharing when I have a hard time sharing, but I can also be such an overgiver when okay. it's really good. And it doesn't even necessarily relate to my financial status. It'll just de- depend on how I feel. But something I learned for me, which is one of my shadows of that, like, ooh, let me keep this to myself, was my prosperity line is actually circulating more money. So for me to increase my prosperity is, and you get to look at yours, and I, but I think this is really true for a lot of people, the more we can trust that money's actually an energy that is meant to move and circulate and we are just stewards of it. I am not the owner of my money. I am a vessel that moves through. You are a vessel that it moves through and we do this really beautiful exchange. I mean, think of like Venmo. How often do you transfer that money back into your bank account or how often are you just like Venmoing each other and money's just like just moving back and forth, this really beautiful infinity sign. And so if you can start to think about the circulation of money and learn to trust do the work to trust, like money does always circulate. Actually, and look at the evidence of how often that has happened for you. And another coach talks about Melian and Lear, and she's very well known. But I remember when I first entered her field, she was like, you probably already made a million dollars. Like in your lifetime, if you think about it. So, and it's just like normalizing and realizing that like so much is already here for you. And if you pray and ask, so like if health is your where you're feeling lacking in abundance. Hey, God, universe, angels, I- I'm ready to get healthy. Bring me the right person to guide me in this journey. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to shift the way that I, you know, receive men. I want a, a you know, higher quality man. Help me prepare for that. Send me the mm-hmm. coach, the mentor. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the things you and I help our clients deeply in is really reprogramming that subconscious brain so that we integrate and embody these new feelings of trust of life yeah. is essentially what it is. It's trust of yourself and trust of life, which is always, always providing. Yeah. And I love that you, that you brought that up of just remembering that you get to ask, you get to ask for help whenever you want, because it's like, you've got this whole team up here that's like waiting in the wings that are like, give us something to do. Give us something to help you with ready <laughs> let me in coach let me in coach i'm ready <sighs> and we think we have to do it all on our own and that is not actually the case um and yeah and one thing like i was just saying the other day to um who was it i don't know if it was a friend or a client but somebody who is wanting to um to bring in more of the kind of man that they're looking for and i'm like this gets to be a fun process like maybe this guy wasn't the right guy but he had these things and you liked all of these things so being like hey up there um really loved all of this wasn't loving this so if you could bring in a little bit more of like these things plus maybe these things Mm -hmm. and it would feel to me like this way that would be great. Like readjusting and putting your desires out there, your intentions out there of the things that you are drawing in. Because I think we're like, we can just be reacting 
constantly reacting to just what's going on instead of being like, no, 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 this is not the experience that I want to be having. I actually would rather be having this one. So let's start working in that one. Yeah. And one of my shadows I recently learned, and I'll tell you, I'm a deep shadow worker. I've been doing this for years and I'm still learning, was this shadow of seriousness that there's this part of me that feels because everything in in my body and my chart and all the things is like, there's not a lot of logic in my world. Not because I'm not logical, but because I'm not meant to do things in this world and create from a logical space. I'm really meant to move with the intuition, move with the love of the body. But I have this shadow of seriousness. And I think so many of us can relate to this. And we also all have everything in our chart. So I will say that. So this is going to apply to all of us, is that we have this, whether it's like the good girl this is, I've got to do it this way. This is the way I've been taught. And that comes in um, because I think that I never looked at the shadow of seriousness as a shadow because I've like always looked at the good girl pleasing, but like it also, what if this gets to be fucking fun? So sometimes I will sit in a meditation in a visual, in a visualization, which I would like to remind you, your body doesn't know the fucking difference. Mm-hmm. Your body does not know the difference of when you you're visualizing, when you're imagining, when you're dreaming. Your body's just like, oh, this is it. This is what we're doing. Okay, so utilize Mm -hmm. that. Like utilize that in your workouts. Utilize that in yoga. Utilize the fact that your body doesn't fucking know and manifest through the body. I digress. The shadow of seriousness is like, I, and you've heard this part of me so much of like, I should be doing this. This is the way that we do it. It's got to be A, B, C, and D, which totally undermines the actual aligned way for me to feel abundant. And so- Get curious about these ways that you've been like, these are the rules. I remember how yeah. Viola, our, she, this what is how are you living there right now. Yeah, Viola would always be like, Fallon, your rules are killing you right now. Like you've got all these rules and bless myself. I needed those to survive essentially, right? And like not actually survive out of death, but like to feel safe. But man, I'm breaking rules left and right now. Mm-hmm. And where do you get to break some of your rules to see what it unlocks for you? Because yes. this doesn't have to be so heavy all the time. And there's not a job to be done. There's a journey to be lived. Yeah. And in reality, um, I don't want to say it shouldn't be heavy at all. Like the, the, the doing of it should feel, I actually don't want to say should because that, that's like we're putting expectations on it. But I believe it, it is fun. And because there's going to just be stuff, life stuff that comes yeah. in. Gonna, there's going to be beliefs that, as we've been saying, you get to look at it, feel the feelings about and rewrite it, decide on your story and your narratives. And that is all going to be there. But mm-hmm. like, that's just, you know, life. That's just being human, getting, being able to experience the full range of all the things. But this, let yourself have fun with it. Let yourself enjoy it. You know, just and with abundance, it's like, hey, you know what would feel really good today? God, angels, universe, source, whoever I'm talking to up there, spirit team, quad. Uh, would love to like find a $5 bill on the ground today or would love to go into my favorite store and there'd be a sale I didn't know about or would love to um, have somebody bring me um, a donut. I mean, that's me. I got I got two free donuts last week. I'm just saying. I, I love this it. Abundance. This is abundance for 
Yeah. And one of the mantras that can help you with this, if you don't want, if you're not really sure if the specifics of what you, if you don't know, if you like, I don't really want two free donuts, but that's a great manifestation, Abby, is I'm open to being delighted. I'm open to being taken care of. I'm open to feeling fully and deeply supported. One of my favorite mantras, which has really gotten me through the last two years. And yes, it is going to feel heavy. So if I said that it wasn't, because literally sometimes I just start going and source is just moving energy through me. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk a lot in other podcasts about holding yourself in that heaviness. And I am once, I do not run from feeling my feelings, but, um, but being open to being delighted. And I actually just manifested, I walked into a shop this morning, full disclosure, I'm having trouble sleeping. So a girlfriend of mine was like, why don't you just get a THC gummy and help you? And I was like, oh, because I really don't do that stuff. I just like to, I drink coffee. That's my drug. That's the only thing I do. Um, and I was like, you know what? I think she's right. It feels really aligned. So I walked into a store and they didn't have the organics. And I'm just, you know, I'm a freak uh, in a great way. But he was like, listen, just take this chocolate. Try it. Let me know if you like it. Just for free. Just gave me a THC chocolate for free just to help me so I could sleep. And if I like it, he knows, you know, obviously come back. Uh-huh. But I was like, how cool. I just yeah. manifest. I don't know how much that chocolate was. But how right. thoughtful, how cool. I feel I'm walking out feeling delighted. What a nice little surprise. Yeah. What a nice little surprise. Yeah. And this reminds me of when last year, when I was doing my program, um, when I was hosting my program, Abundance Accelerator, and we were in Florida and we were staying at my parents' house and my sister was there with all of her kids and everybody was sick and it was just not feeling like a great environment. I remember this. Yes. Or the group program and about abundance. And I was like, hmm, what would feel like it? Let me, give me a place that would be a really abundant place to like hold this next call. And we ended up getting a hotel room that night. Um, also because my husband just, as a side note, wanted to have a separate space because he was doing some business things. And we get there and the hotel is like, oh, your room's not ready, but um, we're going to upgrade you for free to like this penthouse suite that has like, two bedrooms and two and a half baths and this, you know, just balconies on every, you know, overlooking the ocean. I remember this. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I will take that. And then the next day we're sitting out by the pool and I was just like, oh, you don't feel really good right now. I really want a fruit cup. Like I love a fruit cup. I remember all of this. And the waitress just came by and handed me a fruit cup. And I was like, Jacobson, I just need you to see that I just literally asked nobody for a fruit cup. I just said, <laughs> love fruit cup. And she just came and handed me one. And she was like, oh, it's just, you know, here you go on the house. And I was like, I, oh, amazing. And I literally then, just asked no one for the fruit cup. But the universe, God, I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they're like, here's your fruit cup. We yeah. have one just on the way already. And I remember also Jameson saying like, oh, I'd love a salad or whatever, just saying it to me. And again, she comes over and just hands us a salad and was like, I'm the house. And I still, it's like, these are the things where you're like, yeah, I can't believe you explain this. No. This is, it just comes. That's the magic. So that's the magic. And I have no resistance to receiving a free fruit cup or two free donuts, let me tell you. I'm always available for free food that I want. 
Yes. Yeah, that's that is it's, it's so magical when you when you drop in and and part of the magic I will tell you too is like feeling the re- like where am I resistant is doing that hard mindset emotional work because then you're the the woman that walks into the hotel that gets free upgrades with your husband, well fiance at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we weren't even engaged yet. Oh, that's right. So yeah. But you that right, like that's the magic you get to live in when you're committed. It's not like Abby's just woke up one day and was like, oh, I'm abundant and amazing and now I'm gonna get all the things. Mm-hmm. She's a woman of her work. She's mm-hmm. a woman does. You are a woman. I am a woman. We do our inner work. We do our mindset work. We have people, we have mentors, we have coaches, we have each other. We show up for that part of ourselves. We leave none of our parts behind because the magic of letting life just delight the fuck out of you and take care oh, right. of you is on the other side of you meeting yourself where it's uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. that's abundant because you have the freedom to meet yourself in that discomfort. And like you said, you know, the savings, you know, like discounts. I've decided that discounts do feel really abundant for me, but not from the place of scarcity I need to save anymore because they just feel good. So I really, for me, want to leave also with Remember to just check the underlying intentions and driving motivations. You can love a sale, but do you love the sale from the space of, I, I shouldn't be spending anyways, but it's okay if I spend if it's because it's on sale? Or mm-hmm. do you love the sale? Like you love this shirt. Like I got this shirt on sale. It's really cute. It has these little kind of side cuts. And I just love this shirt and it happened to be on sale and that also felt abundant, but I wasn't just buying it because of savings right right yeah and that comes back into what we talked about in the beginning which is just deciding what feels super abundant for you and then letting yourself start to have that experience Mm. starting to recognize the evidence and start calling in more evidence you're like hey spirit team up there show me more evidence show me how just how delightful this abundant bitch can be and get yourself a coach or a mentor or a friend or start to start to look at your environment. Who can you look for for mm-hmm. evidence? Who can you who can you hire or get into their field, their free classes to like, okay, let me get into the energy of of what I want to feel. Uh, you know, like how also, I can show up in the world. Yeah. This- and and I will leave a list too in our comments section or somewhere. Uh, some of my most favorite books on abundance. I have uh, quite a few of them and I will make sure that we leave that for all of you too because you can listen to a book audio or read and you can just feel the shifts happening within as well. Yes, 100%. Amazing. Amazing. I think that's a good end. Good end. Great end. And the one thing, last thing, Abby and I, before we started recording, was we recognize we actually always get what we want. Yeah, we we're do. Just, we're always on the journey of it, being mm-hmm. in it. So you also get and, to always get what you want. And be on that journey with yourself. It's not about the end game because there is no end game. It's all now. It's all happening now. So be on the journey, light in the journey, find all the evidence along the way in your journey and keep showing up for it because it's all on its way to you. It's all happening now. It's all ready for you. It wants you just as much as you want it. So yeah, the journey of becoming that version of you. 
but your version right now is perfect. Exactly. Amazing. Thank you, Abby. Beautiful. Well, we love you. Always love you. And I love you. Yes, I thank you. I was like, yeah. I just said I love you, Abby. Yeah. Comment, share with us, share in your stories, tag Abby and I of your own abundance story or even your own scarcity stories that you want help um, to rewrite. We're here for all of it. And as you start noticing some evidence, share with us what's some fun evidence that's showing up for you. Because yes. it's like, that's one of the most fun parts of this, this abundance journey. Let us hold and celebrate and amplify that for you as well. Yes, exactly. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Amazing. <laughs> See you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you loved this episode, write us a review and let us know. See you next week. And until then, here's to loving all parts of you. And leaving none of you behind. 